0: Not the coffee shop conversations theme, good catch. The regular theme doesn't have men imitating birds and frogs. No, this is Martin Denny's Quiet Village, which ushered in a whole new thing when it was released in 1957 called Exotica. And it was, and it was also a huge hit. And so were Martin Denny's LPs that followed. Well, today's guest in the Artichoke Cafe is Isaac Sluzarenko, who runs Jackpot Records. Every year around record shop day, they reissue something that blows you away. This year, it's four Martin Denny records, including the one with Quiet Village, that one in original mono. Martin Denny sold millions and millions of records. Let's find out why from Isaac. Isaac. Tom. Yes. Nice to see you again. Great to see you. I wish I'd, we never, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get out much.
1: <laughs> well, during this time period, it's ex- it's a yes. You know, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Is the store open? The store is open. Yeah, we're doing mm-hmm. uh, limited hours, but we're open eleven to five right now. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's we're lucky that we can open, and we've been extra safe with precautions and have uh, PPE equipment. So we're, we're how doing long
0: open. were you were you how long were you closed? <sighs> Two months,
1: three uh-huh. months. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, almost three months. What did you do? Uh, like everybody else, try to figure out what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, you know, during the downtime, down uh, we were still working on projects that uh-huh. um, will be coming out, but the hardest thing was making sure that we could get all the equipment to reopen the store. Uh-huh. And so um, they kept, the dates kept changing, but when we were able to open it, we kind of had to start almost, like, over again. It was almost like reopening the store. Wow. Because... Um, uh-huh we're not sure if it, how it was going to work out yeah, and the customers yeah. and the staff. So yeah. it's been it's been a it's been an interesting time, but uh-huh. we are fortunate that uh-huh. everybody's doing well and that the store is okay. So that's that's the most important thing yeah, for everybody. Yeah.
0: And you and I are are wearing uh what amounts to windscreens <laughs> 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 Masks.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. We both In are. In
0: case we are a, a little muffled.
1: ah uh, it's a soft filter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called that. Uh, uh.
0: So record store day is coming up, and you've got a you, you've got a bunch of stuff. you got Martin Denny this year. Yep, you got Martin Denny. My God,
1: it's been a secret that I've wanted to, to uh, share for a while. But yeah, we've been I've been working on this for almost a year, a year and a half.
0: Okay, I don't know that you, if, if you know the answer. I don't know the answer,
1: but what is the bird that goes
0: ow 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 ow? ow.
1: Uh, the, the person who does the sound or the actual no, bird? the actual bird. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know bird sounds very well as far as.
0: ooh, 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 ooh. Ah, 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 ah
1: That sounds like orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't well, know. Well, maybe, maybe there, this is, maybe, maybe maybe there is. This is a
0: family of orangutans that live in the quiet village.
1: They could. And you by the way, how,
0: how, how can it be quiet with the, with all that all, all the racket from
1: the birds? <sighs> I think if you're inside the house, it's probably quiet. Outside is the village. (laughs) That's one way of looking at it. Okay.
0: So some people don't know who Martin Denny was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here we are. Um, Now, this this fell into the category of lounge Mm -hmm. way back when lounge was really cool. (laughs) And guess what? You're making it cool again.
1: Thank you yes
0: I've got a I have a whole set of es, of um Esquivel I have
1: uh <laughs> oh yeah probably yeah, some yeah. Arthur Lyman
0: Arthur Lyman oh now that's a question mm-hmm. because Arthur Lyman came out of Martin Denny's band
1: so if you want to know something interesting is yes. that this record so Exotica which is the first Martin yes. Denny record Yeah. when this came out and uh they put this out in 1957 they recorded it in mono uh-huh with Arthur Lyman, yeah, and then two years later, Quiet Village became quite a hit single. They mm-hmm. ended up re-recording this Exotica record entirely in stereo without Arthur Lyman. So because, this is because well, Arthur we- had left the band exactly yeah and so and stereo was kind of the new fad yeah
0: and and it was i wonder if arthur had 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 a hit with a yellow bird uh, by then
1: i don't know if it was 59 <laughs> or 60 it was right around that time period but they both they both were interesting where was that
0: yellow bird was he sit sit up in the in, in the banana tree where was he <laughs> that yellow bird what was it what kind of bird was it
1: it's just yellow it's descriptive, <laughs> If you can find a yellow bird that's probably it
0: i wonder if I wonder if Arthur Lyman and Martin Denny like feuded all for years and years because of because um, uh, Arthur left the band and had hits
1: i think I think there is a little bit of bad blood yeah. um, ironically, uh, my wife grew up in Hawaii, and her grandmother was really good friends with martin Denny, really, yeah, wow, and Martin Denny had asked her to write his biography, huh and he was kind of a curmudgeon kind of guy, just kind of expected, but yeah. they got along really well, but <laughs> she never ended up doing it, wow. so um, there could have been some really interesting stories that he could have shared and known about, but she, she was friends with them and um, <laughs> would go on walks with them and talk, so he was a friendly guy, but I think in this time period, I'm sure there was bad blood when there was competition uh-huh. of that uh-huh. cocktail exotica yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it is. Who would <laughs> think there would be competition in that? But <laughs> for starting them. And The
0: other really thing that just floored me that I never knew was that Martin Denny wrote A Taste of Honey.
1: Yep. Da-da, da-da, I, da-da, yeah.
0: da-da, 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 da-da. Somebody's still getting checks.
1: Somebody. That's how well, the Beatles covered it.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <Everybody. laughs> so, so they're probably getting the checks from it and at there this was, point. And,
0: and the dating game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that was a big hit, yeah. Yeah, and
0: Herb, of course, Herb, Herb, Herb Albert had, one, yeah. had the big one.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, this, this mono version of it is the first time this has ever been reissued wow. in mono. Um, with Arthur Lyman. With Arthur Lyman, yeah.
0: Wow. And who is this person on the cover? Do we know?
1: That's, so the funny thing is, her name was Sandy Warner. Uh-huh. And she's the same woman on every cover.
0: <laughs> well, why
1: not? Well, they had a, she was uh, like a, a model that um, ended up being chose to do these covers and part of the cool thing about the Martin Denny series of records that we're starting on and reissuing is that they mm-hmm. all have really eye-catching graphics that once you see them, you remember them. Oh, Yeah and i know that you and i have probably seen him many times over our years uh-huh. but there's a whole new generation of people who are coming up never knowing what this was right, and so this right, is the first right. time to get in at ground level
0: you know what other um I, mean, I want to talk more about martin Denny and these albums but i just it just occurred to me that another guy in the same time period was edmundo rose you ever heard of him
1: i've heard of him i don't know his music though
0: he would take any any tune and make it a latin tune he made a, a he made a version of of Edelweiss into tune. he had a he had an album of Old Man River of, of, of I guess Showboat of Showboat tunes really all Latin
1: oh, I gotta check that out if they can make those songs Latin that's kind of interesting
0: well that was a thing yeah I have, I've got have got a, a, I have an album by Juan Caye and his Latin Luntsman in which they do Latin versions of Jewish songs.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. It's Never awesome. heard of that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Juan Calle and his Latin Luntzman Wow. Anyway, getting back to Martin <laughs> Denny. <laughs> um uh, Hoagie Carmichael has a tune on here.
1: Yeah, we covered it. Yeah. There's yeah. a cover of it, yep. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> Um, but he, he doesn't get any writing credits on this.
1: The writing cre- yeah, the writing credits are strange on how this works because at the time, I think they just put the publisher credits. I'm not quite sure on oh, that one, I but see. yeah, so he's, he's credited. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. But we also, too, I don't know if you saw this in the series that we're doing it, huh? but this one is probably one you haven't seen before.
0: The Exotic Moog.
1: <laughs> yes. So the Exotic Moog is the one that's coming out exclusively on Record Store Day. Uh-huh. And then the other Martin Denny titles will be out September 11th. Uh-huh. But this wow. is um, Martin Denny's um, Moog record. <laughs> and it's so good. It's really hard to find original <laughs> copies of this. And uh, the theme for Midnight Cowboy is amazing.
0: And look at that—he covers uh, Yellow Bird. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you, Mark. Uh, uh, <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, the theme from the theme from Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Wow. Vince Garaldi, Yeah, man. Uh
1: huh. It's a really interesting record. I mean, it's trying to take a, sort of a, a tropical moog world and yes. squish them together, and it's. <laughs> It's kind of futuristic in a way and it says on it <laughs> Martin Denny has this thing about it being kind of like the future of music like this is the direction that music <laughs> should be heading and it's ironic that you know 10 years earlier the style was bird calls and yeah, yeah. marimbas mm-hmm. and now it's pure electronic tones with a with a kind of a rock band behind it there's
0: no birds on that
1: uh, they they tried doing it with digital equipment <laughs> but yeah no nobody's emulating that yet <laughs> but that was always one of my favorite Martin Denny records. Is this Move one because it's so just out of left field? It's like you don't, if you don't like the Exotica movement, you might really like this record because it's so different than the rest. Because it it just doesn't um, doesn't really fit in the catalog as a record that sounds like the other records. Well, who it's its doesn't like Exotica? I don't know. I ask you. Oh uh, I mean, well,
0: let's see. Who doesn't like
1: Exotica? <laughs> People who haven't heard it yet. What's not to like? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that we got a chance to do these and um, and we'll have those available for people to check out.
0: Huh. So does this have anything to do with, uh, would you say your mother knew him? Was
1: it your mother? Uh, my, my wife's, your wife's grandmother.
0: grandmother. Huh. Is she still around? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. And she mentions, I, we've talked, I actually talked a little bit last night about this and it uh-huh. it was kind of left like, it just, he was not an easy person to kind of like, <laughs> to write with in a way so it was wow. kind of they were just more friends than yeah. the idea of, yeah but he always wanted her to write his biography
0: does she know you're bringing these out
1: um i don't know if she's told her i think everybody else in the family does but i don't think she knows yet
0: well wouldn't that be a nice surprise
1: yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah she'll know she'll, i'm sure she's gonna know about it if she hasn't but she hasn't seen them yet these just got finished so nobody's really? yeah wow yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Fresh off the press.
0: So the exotic Moog will be on, on Record Store Day, mm-hmm. which is?
1: Uh, August 29th.
0: That's a Friday?
1: That's a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday actually. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to have them in the store, but we're also going to put them up online at uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday uh-huh. at jackpotrecords.com, so people out at state. just
0: Just this one or, or all, or all no, of them? No,
1: so it's the Martin Denny, yeah. uh, the mm-hmm. Wild Chapatulas. hmm the Lurch seven inch, the Wipers, and the Dune soundtrack. Wow. Those are all. We have five records story Titles. Wow. For the big day. Now
0: yeah. you see, I, I'm an I'm an, an enormous David Lynch fan, but I don't know anything about this soundtrack.
1: Oh man, it is so. Oh, it's, I, e- it's Eno. It's it, it's Eno and Toto. Whoa. Yeah, and Toto doesn't oops sorry doesn't sound like toto at all it's it's um orchestrated and um kind of soundscapey but the eno track on there sounds very similar to the rest of the record. so uh-huh. the tracks that toto does is everything except for one and the eno track doesn't sound much different than everything else that toto was trying to do huh. um huh. and it's it's a really a listenable soundtrack on its own. It's very soundscapey, but it's uh-huh. it's a really cool record. And a lot of people, like you said, the film just kind of they maybe tried to see it once, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, I don't get it, right? So it is kind of a film you need to see a couple times. But the soundtrack was always really um, huh. interesting to me. Do you know what
0: Lynch had to do with the soundtrack? With the soundtrack,
1: I I don't know what you his know, he's role was.
0: Completely have involved in you know in all those other movies.
1: I think this thing, this film had so much issues yes. with it that I think. Somebody was probably took over the role of having the music for somebody else. Like Uh it could have already been set up before he took over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh But it is, I guess, uh, Dune is coming out later this year as far as uh, there's a new film that's going to be hitting the theaters. Oh, a a A brand new Dune film. So there's, this is the original. um,
0: Right. Right. And it's David Lynch.
1: David Lynch's film, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, he he does a thing on YouTube every day where he tells you what the weather's going to be in LA. It's
1: great. Really, it's wonderful. Yes. Does he does he make it up or does he just no, like? You know, he, just looks, real, he
0: just sits there and tells you so what the weather is. It's wonderful. It's just it's David Lynch for <laughs> Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> Gotta wake up and find out what the weather is. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a Lynch nut. I'm an oh, okay. absolute Lynch devotee. I watched I've watched uh, season three of Twin Peaks. I guess four times. Wow. That's eighteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, you are a fan. Then I am. Yeah. You're not subtle yeah. about it. Yes. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> oh man
0: and i see something new every time
1: yeah 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 he's amazing yeah he's really amazing <laughs> but yeah the soundtrack uh, and,
0: and, and agent cooper of course is in this movie
1: yes it's his first role yeah. and sting
0: yeah sting i see that
1: yeah yes um wow. and um the sting see, sing in this no Huh? no and there's only one track it, it's very um it's not what you would expect. It doesn't sound like a total record. It's not uh-huh. like an 80s pop record. It's really big, orchestrated, like a David Lynch uh-huh. sci-fi movie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that one's really, really different than everything else we've done, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lynch hated this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I just, yeah. There's, that, there's a documentary about the original film uh, that has, was getting made and stuff and all the issues with it. Yeah. Uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. And yeah, it sounded like David Lynch had a lot of things he had to step in and try to fix that couldn't be fixed. And he, he seems kind of like a, he wants a certain vision. And I think this thing oh, is you so. Think, you this think? Thing, well, it seems. I'm not going to assume. If he does the I think weather. You can, I think you can assume away. <laughs> if he's got his own weather channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, and he does little he, he does little films on on his YouTube channel too which are just fabulous just fabulous I don't and, including something with a hand with a hole in it yeah huh <laughs> that's so weird yeah <laughs> Eraserhead's hard to watch
1: yeah yeah it's always been hard to watch it's so. always been hard to watch it hasn't changed <laughs> that's a good thing though about his films is that oh yeah yeah. they hold up for what when you first watch them and the feeling you get yeah. it's kind of the same time you watch it again it doesn't change oh no, no and that's the same the student was the same way like when I watched it when it came out I was <laughs> I didn't quite get it yeah and I yeah. watched it again and I hadn't seen it in years and it it takes a while to kind of get his uh to get this film if you hadn't read the book
0: now um <laughs> I wasn't here for the wipers hmm. I didn't live in Portland then and I don't know anything about them. Oh, okay. I'm completely ignorant of the wipers. Fill okay. me in.
1: Um so the wipers, okay. When um well I could go back to more of the history of of the record label because it is tied into the wipers. Yeah. Um when I started the record label in two thousand four, um Greg Sage uh, was a guitarist when he was seventeen years old for a Portland wrestler named Beauregard <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> and beauregard released a record here that had a sort of a small northwest hit Uh and um greg was 17 years old greg sage is the main uh guitarist and songwriter for the wipers and uh he got selected to do this wrestling record where he wrote all the music for it (laughs) all the guitar parts and it's a really amazing psychedelic soul record that's uh, was the first record that I wanted to reissue for the label. Really? So the first record we did was the Beauregard wrestling record. Uh-huh. And it's really, um, uh, it doesn't have any lyrics about wrestling. It's um, <laughs> a soulful record that this <laughs> that had this background. And so um, I grew up in Portland and always had been a Wipers fan. And Wipers were uh, sort of a pop-styled but more of a punk band yeah. that had really uh grew up here with all the legends of portland uh at the so same like time a satiricon period. band uh before that um like 1979 1980 oh. so way oh, oh, way oh, before oh, this wow. came out in 1980 the, the yeah. debut record yeah, yeah um so they were they were like with poison idea and smegma mm-hmm. and all these uh kind of more arty projects that were happening but their style was really clear really clean and had their own style of guitar sound that Greg is really well known for Uh and songwriting and so growing up in Portland the Wipers is kind of those bands that seems like you would discover over time but you would very rarely find original copies because most of those um, people kept they weren't records that people sold most people who ended up having them held on to them Uh and so we've done a series of mini Wipers uh, records I think we've done We've done I think seven or eight now, wow. um, and uh, worked with Greg. And, and The thing about them is that there's always um, it sort of seems like a band that people discover and they consider it their band because mm-hmm. it isn't something that uh-huh. everybody knows about yet. Yeah, yeah it isn't like yeah. the Ramones where most people have heard Ramones on right. TV commercials right, or anything. Right. The Wipers are still you put it on, it's going to be you're probably your first time you've heard it. Um, and they they still hold up and um, there's a big following, so this year we're doing the anniversary edition. It's a 40-year anniversary edition of the debut record, uh-huh. and Greg Sage signed each poster inside. Wow! So we signed 2,000 posters, and then we put a bonus seven-inch of the original four-track demos.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so um, he signed
0: 2,000 posters in one sitting.
1: Oh, he yeah, he, uh, not in one sitting. Oh, okay. over time, but yes, okay, yes, okay. he did them in rounds, but. <laughs> He told me it was very, it was a lot of, that's a lot of signing. It's a lot do. of signing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's the first time that anything has been signed by Greg for his fans. Like, this uh-huh. is the first time you could really get a piece of his yeah. persona and signing um, something. And
0: does, it, does he still play?
1: He doesn't, no. He's really? not active anymore. No, he hasn't played for quite a while since, I like think, the 2000s. He stopped kind of making formal wipers music. Huh. Um, so the wipers are kind of a... Uh, they're not something you're going to go see them reunite and do a show on. We get asked that a lot if, if there's a possibility. It just isn't something that's in the cards. Why is that? I think, you know, this is 40 years. Yeah. You know, and I, I think at a certain point, this represented a time. I can't, I'm not 100% sure, but I think this is something that if you're going to try doing it now, it's not going to be the same as it was 40 years ago when you were making it. Uh-huh. So I think the impact on it would be mm. kind of like watching a cover band do it. Huh. It isn't it i don't think he uh it's just uh it's sort of like that was then and i've moved on but i respect everything i've done and i really mm-hmm. uh, you know like i'm proud of it but yeah, yeah it's it's just not gonna not the same person i was 40 years ago huh. yeah
0: Th- i would think people would like to like to know what he's like now
1: oh yeah but he's he's just kind of i mean he isn't really a super uh, um he doesn't have a big uh, social presence. He's not on huh. Facebook. He's not wow. really like a, um, uh-huh. somebody who's putting that out there for what he's up to. It's wow. just uh, huh. it's the way he's, he's decided to be. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's awesome to deal with, and I'm really glad we could do this. And, uh, and that's coming
0: out on, on uh, Record Store Day?
1: That's on Record Store okay. as well. Yep.
0: And <laughs> then there's, oh, is this yeah. a 45?
1: Yeah. Of Lurch. Oh, yes. From the
0: Adams family.
1: You rang. Wow. <laughs> it is the one of the rarest capital pitcher sleeves in existence. It's rarer than the Beatles. Wow. Um, very, very, very rare to find a pitcher sleeve for that. And uh, Ted Cassidy um, wrote this song called the lurch singing as the character lurch um, written by who we talked about earlier. Yes. Um, Gary flip Paxton. <laughs> What's the flip? That was his nickname. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Gary Paxton, who wrote Monster Mash. Yeah. And what? what Alley-oop. You, Alley-oop, that's right. Alley-oop. Boop. Didn't boop. the Olympics do that boop, or something?
0: Boop. Yeah, they might have, but yeah. uh, but, but he, you, did but the he wrote it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had the single.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun seven-inch. It, I mean, it, it's uh, something that you just won't really ever see.
0: Is it actually a forty-five?
1: It's a forty-five, and he actually made huh. a music video for it is in the sixties right? on Shindig. <laughs> yeah. So on YouTube, if you search for uh, Ted Cassidy, can the he sing? Lurch, He can sing his lurch. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side, it's kind of like uh, the B side is kind of a spoken word Lee Hazelwood type song called Wesley, where he uses his real voice, but it's more of a spoken narrative than singing. About what? About Wesley. You gotta have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> not about the character lurch it's about wesley yes wow
0: geez yeah. ted cassidy he's yeah. dead right yes yeah
1: yeah Jeez. yeah but it's it's uh um i've never seen a one in real life so as far as uh, out in the wild it's just a really hard one to find
0: well that's great
1: yeah, <laughs> very different Jeez. than the Wipers and Martin Denny and yeah, Dune, yeah.
0: and you got the Wild Chapatulas in here oh, too.
1: Yeah, you. Could, oh, that's a great record. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. love this record.
0: Yeah, yeah. Meet the boys on the battlefront. I played yes. that on my show a lot of times.
1: Yeah, and so on this one too. It's got uh-huh. all oh, the Wipers. Yeah. So if yours has, I bought this too. new. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna stomp some rump. Yeah, yeah. I have a poster. I, I, have, a, I have a poster of, 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 of this. And it says at the top, "Gonna stomp some rump."
1: Uh, really? Did yeah. it come with the record? It might <laughs> have. It
0: might have. Yes, uh, by. Oh, <laughs> they're written by George Landry.
1: That's Big Chief Jolly. Big Chief, yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's great. And did, did is this also? This isn't this is mono too, is it?
1: No, that's a stereo. Yeah. 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 Huh? Nah, geez.
0: Uh, You know, it's interesting. Uh, This came out. I wasn't. It's not that I was disappointed at all, because it's a great record. But it was kind of a a softer sound than the meters had, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. You know. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the vocals. You -hmm. know, because I don't. You know, I mean, maybe by then Cyril was was doing more stuff, because I know he's he he wrote a couple of the tunes on here, uh, along with Big Chief Jolly. George Landry
1: yeah Uh, that record kind of is its own style like you're saying it doesn't exactly like the meters but it's and or the Neville brothers you know influence onto it but yeah
0: but the meters are on it yeah yeah Uh, along with uh, Teddy Royal and Aaron Aaron plays piano Mm -hmm. Aaron doesn't sing on this Mm -mm. wow I didn't realize realize that and of course and and Charlie's on this too playing percussion
1: yeah yeah. it's the first time they're all together Wow, it was on this record
0: huh I wonder if Charlie was living in Eugene then
1: <coughs> 74 no 76 is when it was released but yeah
0: he might have been living in, in Eugene then he lived for in Eugene U- U- for a while hmm. for my yeah. stuff wow it's
1: all over the board
0: what a great record store day
1: yeah I'm excited we've it's it's been really hard keeping these quiet we didn't I've been working on these like I said for almost a year and a half and I didn't want to Tell anybody I'm doing these yet? Because I wanted it to be a, yeah. kind of a special thing, and the yeah. reception's been great. I mean, there is kind of something for everybody. If you're looking for international music, if you're looking for something with a soul Latin flavor, you can almost consider the Martin Denny that way. If you're looking for punk or well, I rock, think they should
0: like all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, you should. if you have, <laughs> uh, yes, you should. But you really you should. should have each one of these in your collection. You really exactly. should. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's no question about that. <laughs>
1: Even look, Lurch. If, if, even Lurch has a rule. I'm telling you, that, that's a good DJing single. If you're out wanting to play a song, that's a really good one. Uh,
0: yeah, Gary Paxton wrote a lot of really, really goofy, junky songs like that. You know, I mean, I forget what else. Uh, but when he, I guess when he did uh, um, Alley Oop, uh, the, the name of the group was the Hollywood Argyles. But that was just, right. it was just <clears throat> Gary Paxton. Flip, flip. Gary Flip Paxton. Do you think in, that's... In, in, with quotes?
1: I'd seen that. Yeah, yeah. Is it Flip the B side of the record? No, or it's just his name. <laughs> hey, Flip, how you doing, Flip? I don't know any flips. They're gonna have to find one. Well, there he was. There you go. <laughs> Maybe, really, there,
0: maybe there's a friend that you can, you can nickname <laughs> Flip. You know anybody who, who would fit that?
1: <laughs> I'll have to think. Who would put up with it? That's what it's more like. Who would well, like if, to be called that? If,
0: if they knew that it was Gary Paxton's nickname, it would add a coolness factor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the kids are always looking for a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah, really. really. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and then that alley-oop <laughs> was, was written about a, the, the cartoon character.
1: Oh, okay, from... Yeah.
0: There's a man in the funny papers we all know. Okay. alley oop oop oop
1: oop 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 I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. It was so a l- cartoon in, 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 uh, in the comic section of the papers called Alley-oop.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. that's where he got the inspiration yes. for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it might be where he got the inspiration for Lurch is from the TV show. is like, i <laughs> song. You think? <laughs> I don't think he came up with the, uh, the character Lurch. I'll bet,
0: you, I'll bet you that Gary Paxton wrote a lot of songs about TV shows. Probably. Well, why not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know that he ever got a number one, but, uh, you know, uh, Al, you, you know, it was uh, memorable enough that I still know the words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know part of it. I don't remember the whole thing. But, yeah, I remember the, the, the medley part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's no, funny. Well, that's I'm still...
0: going to play. I, I have to play something from this wild chapter, Two this. I've got it at home in, uh, for, on, on my show this week. Oh, cool. That'll be
1: nice. Yeah, you uh, know what's funny is that a lot of the people who I've met who, a lot of people have heard this record, but it's mm-hmm. just so hard to find the Wild Chapitulis yeah. vinyl yeah. unless it, it only yeah. really had one, pretty much only two pressings. Right. And then was out yeah. of print forever, and so yeah. Um, yeah. this is the first time to get it back on. Well,
0: congratulations on that
1: one. Yeah, thank you.
0: And, um <clears throat> and uh, I would love to be in the room when your wife's grandmother hears the Martin
1: Denny. Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, we're going to have to do it this weekend, I think. <laughs> Surprise her with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she didn't, She never really brought it up. I mean, we talked about it before when I was, you know, I don't know, years back about that. She had interviewed him, but there wasn't any much more discussion than that. Well,
0: why don't you ask her about the, 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 the Martin Denny, Arthur Lyman feud? Oh. <laughs>
1: I don't know what if do he you shared know that about Yeah, that? She probably, you know, it's probably. What do you know, but
0: he ever talking, did ever, ever say, Uh-oh. that's that rotten son of a bitch, Arthur Lyman?
1: <laughs> he probably said. <laughs> probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. Or he could have just been like, you know. He uh, stole I'm, my
0: shit, God damn it!
1: <laughs> I pioneered the bird calls. That's, that's right. my gig. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> no yellow bird. You can't use the word bird on anything. <laughs> should have done
0: oh man oh man
1: (laughs) but yeah these are these have been really fun to do and um uh we'll have some more records that we're working on outside of this coming out next year so
0: and which you can't talk about
1: i can talk about i haven't mentioned them to anybody yet but i can mention to your show first if you want um so we're going to be doing um the ennio morricone soundtrack to the exorcist 2 wow
0: well, you know, I've never heard that.
1: A lot of people haven't heard that. I mean,
0: I have I have, um, I, I <clears> have, <throat> most I, everything he, he ever did.
1: But the Exorcist 2 soundtrack is really unique. And it's uh, the film, when it came out, was expected to be as big as The Exorcist, and it just flopped. Um, huh. Complete flop. People were upset throwing things at the screen on opening day because it was heralded as being the biggest <laughs> sequel of all time because of how big The Exorcist was. And it had nothing really to do... Um, with a horror aspect of The Exorcist. It's more psychological. And, and that's so, all
0: anybody cared about.
1: Right. Yeah. And so there isn't the big special effects. It's more about characters. And the music for it is really good. And I don't want to kind of give it away for people who haven't yeah. heard it. But yeah, yeah. it's a really cool soundtrack. Um, so it's th-
0: funny. I, after we're <clears> done <throat> here, Lisa, uh, Lisa Lipton's coming in. She's the head of the, the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Oregon Opera Theater. Uh-huh. She's also a clarinetist, and she's got a gig coming up where she's going to play some Morricone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Plus, I just saw The, uh, the, uh, the Untouchables
1: again. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: That's, that's the Morricone score.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's, that's so, wonderful. So that'll be one that'll be coming out. And Does then, it sound,
0: all right, is it, is it like lyrical Morricone or, or, or spaghetti western Morricone?
1: It's like spaghetti western with kind of sci-fi tension really yeah so uh, it has very soundscapey parts but uh-huh. then also some tracks have international like instrumentation and weird really? scales yeah. and then some are almost like strange yoko ono screamy really song yeah <laughs> so it's it's all and then there's one song that's just like a super um powerful rock song that is uh, like nothing i've ever heard him compose like <laughs> a neo morricone like classic hard rock song <laughs> so it's it's all over the board. It, just like the film was, it's yeah, it's all over the board. So that one uh, hopefully will be out next year, early next year. That's great. And then That's we great. are uh, doing uh, The Dead Boys, which is a punk band. <laughs> Sid so, Yeah. So we're doing the first <laughs> Dead Boys record, Young, Rod, Snotty. And that'll be out. I, in, I have the
0: vinyl. <laughs>
1: it all fits together. Like it, it, does. it does. And then the last thing we're going to do is a, a Wipers Live 1984 cool. tour
0: album. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The Dead Boys. Yeah. What's the What's the big song on that on that record? Sonic Producer was the oh, big Son- one. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they right. were signed to Sire
1: Records. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that <laughs> one I'm really excited about too. So <laughs> Wild <laughs> Chappuis, Denny's, Dead Boys, yeah, it's music is wonderful because you can enjoy it at any time, whenever you feel the yep, mood is right. Yep, so yep, yep. It's kind of the philosophy.
0: Well, congratulations! You know, I mean, I know everybody's close to the edge here and close to their margins. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you're still there. Thank you. And congratulations on these releases because they're fabulous. Thanks,
1: man. Thank you.
0: (laughs) And there'll be a link right here on the page where people can click and go buy. Awesome.
1: Hey, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to see you It's always great to see you. Absolutely. All right.